It is week five in the Siouxland area for high school. The other sports, welcome into another edition of the SCJ Prep Podcast here on SiouxCitysGrunel.com. My name is Zach James, and in the other room, as we're socially distant, as always, is Sports Editor Justin Rutz. Coming up in this podcast, we'll break down a little bit of football. Not many good games going on, but we found a couple that... Uh, piqued our interest this week, and we'll talk about those. We'll talk about another number one team being the Associated Press poll. We'll talk a little bit of volleyball, as there was a pretty decent match in the Metro on Tuesday night, and we'll also break down some cross-country, as there was a good meet up in Sheldon on Tuesday night, um, featuring some good runners here in Northwest Iowa. But as always... And, and, we'll... feature, and featuring no cargo cargo shorts. And featuring Con- no cargo shorts as well. Contrary to the Sheldon City Council, which yes. I will I will make sure I, I message one of the people from the Sheldon City Council that there is no cargo shorts worn during the By race the in Sheldon. So yes, for those of you who don't know, that's an inside joke. That uh, is between that is between one of the councilmen from Sheldon whose whose son wrestles and everything. So yes. yes, yes, that is an inside joke. If you want to catch those inside jokes on Twitter, follow Justin on Twitter at Justin Rust. <laughs> follow Justin Rust on Twitter. Ty Russian on Twitter. Sean Broderson on Twitter. Charlie Hillbrands on Twitter, Russ Mitchell on Twitter. <laughs> okay, I better stop now because everyone's gonna get confused by me. But yes, Shout- lots, lots of funny stuff going on Twitter sometimes, guys. Shout out to our friends at Iowa Information up north for uh, keeping us uh, um, entertained. entertained on Twitter. That, that's the word. I was looking for a different word, but entertained on Twitter. Always um, go entertained. <laughs> I was gonna go engaged. I was looking for engaged, but entertained. Works, works and, well. and Charlie is a former uh, employee at the Sioux City yes. Journal, too, yes, so I, I will mention that, yes. too. So. And Ty is, too. Ty Rushing yes, and, to yes, and Ty Rushing was on the news side, so lots lots of lots of stuff there. So, yes. Now that I have derailed us a whole two minutes into the podcast. Fine. It brings character. <laughs> let's dive into the metros here, and let's, let's start off with Dakota Valley. Uh, they have a pretty big game this week coming up against West Central. They had a... Um, I, I think that's a big one for the Panthers, and I think... If the Panthers can beat West Central in the way that they've kind of have kind of turned the corner a little bit, who knows what they can do for the rest of the season? I'm I'm think they're ranked. I think you mentioned in pre-show that they're ranked. Um, yeah, the Panthers are fifth. Yeah. All right. So as we've seen, they are turning that corner. But Justin, what do you think this game can do for the Panthers if they can beat uh, a team like West Central? Um. Yeah. West Central's receiving votes in the poll. You know, it's been. Quite the schedule for Dakota Valley, which you knew it would be. Um, a 22-16 loss to Madison, but it turns out Madison's really good. Um, really good. Yeah, 51-15 loss to Yankton. But Yankton's the top team in Class 11 AA, so they're really good. Millbank yeah. was, I think Millbank was ranked when Dakota Valley um, totally ran over them, 48-14. And then you go up to Sioux Falls Christian, not an easy place to play, and you win 23-21. Had to hold off Sioux Falls Christian that game, but you know, they, they built a lead against a good Sioux Falls Christian team and, and, and held them off. And, you know, they're, they're on the upward swing right now. You know, it took them a couple games and a really tough schedule, but the tough schedule continues as they have to travel to Hartford. This is their longest road trip of the year going up to Hartford. Uh, they, they had a nice schedule where they didn't have to travel too much uh, and such, but Hartford's going to be the longest one. So that's, that, that'll be a little bit on the legs. And then, then, yeah, and West Central's had a good history of football throughout the years. So, so it'll be a tough, hard-nosed game for Dakota Valley, but that's what they've seen the last four weeks. Uh, so it's to be a telling game for them. Kobe June is really running the ball well. For yes, right now. He, yes, he is. He is such a dynamic runner. I mean, 
you can run him up the middle. He's going to break tackles and get away, but he's so dangerous on the edge. When you get him on the edge, he's got that breakaway speed that so many Dakota Valley rushers have had in the past. He's He's been very good in that aspect. And the defense is really solidified over the past couple of games. Uh, you know, they've, they've allowed 35 points the last couple of games, two good opponents. So the, the defense is really coming together here for some big plays. Um, Noah Steele made a big play late to really seal that 23-21 win. He's a very good uh, player on the defensive side of the ball. Defensive back, he, 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 he plays the ball well. He's a good tackler. So Noah Steele is doing a good job in that defensive backfield on, on, on that aspect. So, you know, it's always going to be an athletic Dakota Valley team. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, Chase Montague, athletic, you know, point, point guard. Yes. So he, he's athletic. You got Kobe June back there, athletic. Noah Steele, athletic. Um, even their de- I remember Braden Wright last year. Braden Wright, athletic defensive end. He's a walk on Iowa State right now. You know, you look at who they have on the lines and everything like that. It, they they always have athletes at every position, and, and it's so fun to watch. Um, it's just getting everything to come together, and I, I think it is right now for them. And and they'll be interested to see what they do against West West Central this week. You mentioned Chase being the point guard. I just had a, had a thought of how good that backcourt's going to be this winter, but we'll talk about that when, when that time comes. Elsewhere in the Metro, East beat North on Friday night. East forcing uh, six turnovers uh, against the Stars at Olsen Stadium. Um, the East defense, I think, is their big key for these remaining three games. Um, their offense, I think, is just fine. Luke Longwall is starting to progress a little bit, but if their defense can keep finding those takeaways just like they did gauge uh his uh, his last time escaping me but we had him in our metro athlete honorable mention uh cats cameron that's who it is and then devaris whitaker had two interceptions including a pick six against the stars on friday night and if the black leaders could keep finding ways to get takeaways that's going to proved to be huge for them in these last three weeks i'm going to disagree a little bit while the defense you know the key is takeaways there and uh, Ethan Brayfogle's been great in the middle of that defense, by the way. Nine yes, and a half tackles has. again this week. He's all over that running game. Um, but I really think the offense has to hold on to the ball better because they also had a turnover early in the game against North as well. I yep, believe. they did. They have to take care of the ball better. And yes, long ball's progressing, but he needs to cut down the turnovers and they need to cut down the fumbles. I don't know what it is. They are fumbling the ball too much. And, yes, they've got Thomas Jefferson this week, but I believe they're at Fort Dodge next week, or, or that game's coming up soon. The rematch is coming up yes, soon. Yes, I think it Fort is Dodge. next week. You know, Fort Dodge put a lot of points on the ball. Part of that is because they turned the ball over too much. So they still need to solidify that a bit. It looked better this week, but they got to keep it going. You know, it's another opponent where they should should be able to take care of the ball. I'm, I'm going to be honest, Thomas Jefferson's not that tough. So they, they, they need to be able to take care of the ball against a good opponent, uh, against a bad opponent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, the two East fumbles that I, I mean, remember off the top of my head, Tyler Pearson on the opening drive, I believe, had one, and DeVos Whitaker had one as he was trying to stretch a few extra yards to find the end zone, but uh, he got stripped from behind there. I mean, I mean I'm watching so, Minnesota Vikings football, so it's not like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not used to the critical aspect of it now from, from what I've seen out of the Vikings for the past two weeks. So, so maybe – so maybe that's why I'm looking at this side view. They have to improve it because I've seen, I've seen every part of the game suck for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> yes, they do. So. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. It's, it's, at least we're not banged up like the like the 49ers. Or I'm a 49ers fan. He's a well, I mean, Vikings the 49 fan. the 49ers would still beat the Vikings right now. 
No doubt. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping they beat the Giants this week, but they will. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they will. <laughs> they will. Too. They will. So another team who's three one in the Metro right now is SBL. Uh, the Warriors are just clicking right now, and I don't see that changing. I think I think that loss uh, earlier this season was certainly a wake up call. And uh, granted, the Borden Hole game was was close, but I think. I think the Warriors still learn something from that. I I think they can keep that well, momentum going. It's not like Boyd and Hall didn't just throw up forty five against Heelan this past week. So right. Boyd and Hall is proven to be good. Lewis Central's a very good opponent. So yes. So so Sergeant Bluff did what it needed to do against Bad Lamar's team and they'll look to do the same again this week. Uh I'm blanking who they're playing. Um I think they're at Storm Lake this week. Um so that's another team they should they should be able to handle. Storm Lake's tougher than what people think. But um but I, I think Sergeant Bluff, they, they've got another game, that, another easily winnable game this week. Yeah, they're at Storm Lake this week. So, okay. so uh, they've got that. They should be able to take care of business there. So. Yes, yes. Moving on now to the Siouxland area now. And a big game coming up this week that we'll be covering, uh, that we'll, we have our eyes on. We'll have the game of the week preview this week. It's Central Lion George Little Rock taking on Sioux Center, both teams or have received both throughout the season. It's a top 10 matchup. And uh, Justin, it's, top it's five a matchup. top five matchup. That's right. So pretty big game for both schools. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if Zach Rosenblum plays for Sioux Center, their quarterback. He got injured in this past week's game. If he's not playing, it's going to be tough. I, I already think it's going to be tough sledding for, for the Sioux Center offense against Central Lions or Little Rock. Yes, Sioux Center looked good this past week offensively. They were playing MLC Floyd Valley. There's a big difference between the two purple schools here with MLC yeah. and Central Lions, George Little Rock. So, um, talking to a couple people about Central Lions defense, they just can't believe how big they are up front. Off offense line, the defense front seven, they just can't believe how big these guys are. Led by Dylan Winkle, Josh Reby, you got Kalen Meyer back there. Um, you've got uh, Kalen Van Brickham. It's it's a Van Brickham. I, I I apologize. I'm getting the name wrong, especially since you know I, I went to school with with a couple of Van Brickhams. So so I I need to be getting that name right. But uh, he's a sophomore. He's been playing really well on the line. So I just it's going to be tough sledding to that two center team. I can see Central Line winning this game by thirty. Oh, so do you think going into the weekend as you evaluate your poll here, how much does do you think that will affect Sioux Center if Roseboom doesn't play? Do you knock Sioux Center out of the poll completely? Or no, I don't knock. Him. I don't know how much time he's going to miss for one. If he misses a lot of time, yes, if he's out for the season. Yeah, you know it's going to really affect where I put him. But if they, you know, it depends how this game goes. But I wouldn't knock him too bad if they lose Central Line George Little Rock. Who, you know, this if Central Line George Little Rock wins this game, this is their third ranked win. So they're moving up yes. to number one. For Good me call. Good game. point. So. Good point. So, so there's that. So, I mean, Central Line is as formidable as it gets in 2A right now. Sorry for those that think PCM and Williamsburg are the best, especially PCM. But, I mean, you look at who PCM has played and who Central Line has played. You can give me a point differential all you want. Central Line's from black. They, they, they shut out Unity Christian, which just scored a good amount of points against West Lion. They blasted West Sioux, who was ranked 40 to nothing. West Sioux just scored 38 against a pretty good Western Christian defense. Mm-hmm. So please tell me how Central Line doesn't deserve it if they pick up a third-ranked win in very decisive fashion again. Yeah, absolutely. The Lions are playing very well against very good opponents, and like we've talked about the last couple of weeks, Northwest Iowa has a lot to do with that. 
in the Class 2A poll. And as we look uh, deeper into the Class 2A poll, we have another number one team in the area in West Lyon. They moved up to number one. They got three first-place votes. I gave them a first-place vote. Justin, I believe I you gave too. them a oh, first-place yeah, vote. Without a doubt. And, and, and it, makes, it makes too much sense for West Lyon to be in that number one spot, in my opinion. They're 4-0. They're playing in a tough district. And, and they're, they're defending, defending champions. champions. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, We're on the same page here. Yeah, yeah they graduated a lot, but uh, there's a little bit of concern right now for West Lyon. We'll, we'll go through the positives right now. They jumped out to a 21 nothing lead against a very good Unity defense. Unity was able to come back, though. So that, I was really impressed that Unity's defense came back against a tough West Lyon defense. It was a uh, two-point game at one point, I believe. Um, it was a pretty tight game there for a bit. Um, so kudos for, for Unity Christian to come back. Clayton uh, Bausma was t- 10 of 30, so not the cleanest, but he did have three touchdowns. He did rush for 65 yards. He's a very good athlete as well. Um, that, and, and, and such. So I, it's the 20 incompletions. That's what West line is going to do against you, especially with that defensive backfield. Um, Tanner Severson and Mitch Timmerman each had an interception. So that defensive backfield is so good and so fast for West line. Um, so, and then West line to score 48 points against a, uh, unity Christian team that has really held it. They held central line to 21 points. So, so that's a really good output for that West Lion offense right there, which we knew was pretty good coming in. Mm-hmm. They are going to run into a bit of a problem, though. Tanner Severinson was held to 51 yards, by the way, so good job, Unity Christian. But Zach Van Beek got hurt in that game. He is their quarterback. He does a lot for them offensively. He got hurt. Um, he did average 8.7 yards per carry. He was only 5 of 14 passing, but 8.7 yards per carry, 131 yards. If he's out for an extended period of time, that could really dampen things for Westline because he's been good mm-hmm. on defense too. He's been a very good two-way player for them this year. Um, he had – there might be something where they might limit his defense then in that aspect. So if he misses some time, that's that's a bit of a blow to that Westline offense. Now, I believe they can handle it this week. I think they're facing uh, MLC Floyd Valley. So if he's going to miss a – no, they already played MLC Floyd Valley. I'm sorry, they're playing Sheldon this week. So I'll be honest again. He could miss this week's game. They may not miss a beat again, to be honest. Maybe maybe let that ankle heal. I don't know how severe it is. Maybe it's a thing where it's just he, he, he went out, came back, and he went out again from what I was told. Yeah. So if it's extended absence, West Lyon's hurting at the quarterback position. And considering what we're looking against with Central Lyon, that could be, that could right. be a big blow. So we'll, we'll see how long Zach Van Beek is out. I'm hoping him and Zachary Rosenblum are both playing. They're such good athletes that – yeah, you know, Zachary Rosenblum means more to his offense though than Zach Van Beek. That's not not against Zach Van Beek. They have more weapons than Sioux Center. So there's that. So I'm hoping Zach Van Beek plays this week. If he doesn't, I'm hoping he's back the next week. I hope it's being set out for precautionary reasons because their defense alone should be able to hold Sheldon. Yeah, zero points, seven points, something along that lines. Yeah, and both those kids have a great first name, so that that helps Sorry. too. Uh, rounding out the top five in that class two A pool. West Lyon, number one, they received 115 points. Williamsburg is second. They received three first-place votes. Shout-out Kurt Ritchie, one of my favorite football coaches I've been around. He's doing a great job with that Raiders program. PCM, third. They received the most first-place votes out of the voters this week. They had five, but they were at third place. The Lions their their are... opponents, have, in their four wins, the, 
the four opponents they face have a combined three wins. That's not great. The Lions are fourth with two first-place votes, and the Warriors are fifth with uh, no first-place votes, but they receive 67 points. Esperville Lincoln Central is 10th, and also receiving votes Spirit Lake, um, Unity, and I think that's in Erie. I was going to mention McCoconut, but I don't cover McCoconut anymore. I haven't covered McCoconut about four years. I don't know why I would mention that. All right, other games we're looking at this week. Um, what what stands out to you in terms of games this week? I know we're going to talk about Allen and Pender, but what else on the Iowa side? Well, I will mention that West Sioux picked up a nice victory over Western Christian this past week, uh, 38-31. Dylan Wiggins looked good. The one thing I've heard from, from West Sioux that's a little concerning is their line, which doesn't surprise me. You know, they've graduated some really good linemen over the last two, three years. So I was going to, you know, that, that – that comes back to, I don't want to say bite you a bit, but, you know, that's just one of those things where it happens over the years. You go through some of those dry spells, but they've got some, they've got, they've got a good quarterback in Wiggins. He's only a sophomore. He's doing a good job out there. And Blake Van Balleugan is catching the ball or is doing a good job receiver form. They've got a good offense, their defense, not as, not as stout as it's been the last few years, but like I said, they've lost a lot of defensive players mm-hmm. last few years. So, but they're still getting the job done. And, and it was nice to see Western Christian score some points. Tyson Bohr had a good game. Uh, he completed a lot more passes than he has in the past. So that was good there. So, so that was interesting from West soon in that aspect. Looking at some games uh, this week. Um, uh, yeah, GTRA at Rums and St. Mary's. But Rums and St. Mary's hasn't had much problems. They went on the road to AGWSR and just controlled that whole game. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, that was Newell Fonda that went to AGWSR yes. and controlled that whole yes. game. So really good yes. showing by Newell Fonda on the road there, showing they do belong in the rankings, showing they do have a really potent offense. Um, they still have that big match against Rums and St. Mary's coming up this season. Um, Rums and St. Mary's, I don't seem to have much problems with GTRA. They really handled West Bend Mallard this past week, too. Uh, Emmitsburg at Sibley O'Cheaton. Uh, I think this is where we see the 3-1 and one, uh, Generals take their second loss here. Emmitsburg's been playing really well. Um, shout out Sioux Central who had been running the ball really well and Emmitsburg just shut him down. Um, that, that rushing attack from Emmitsburg so good. This could be a tough week for, for somebody else cheating. Uh, Laurel Concord Coleridge is at Hardington, Newcastle. Uh, Hardington, Newcastle has had to, uh, their last, their last three games, I believe have not happened because of COVID, um, two on their side and one for their opponent. So it's been a long layoff from Laurel Concord Coleridge played well last week. Ethan Hader. Um, they got a nice, they got a really nice one over Elkhorn Valley last week. They pulled that game out, um, controlled that game. Um, Ethan Hader on the ground is the key in that one there too. And we'll have Allen at Pender. That's that's two clashing styles of eight man football. You've got Allen who really likes to run the football with Cody Cum and uh, Anthony Isam. Uh, and I'm sorry if that sounded weird. It is K U M M for Cody's last name. So I apologize there. So. I apologize if that sounded weird, but yeah, that, that's Cody's last name. Anthony Esam is averaging eight yards per carry, whereas Pender throws the ball pretty well, and they do have a good ground game. So I'll see how this, uh, they, they've got a good defensive line too. So it's going to be a clash of two different offensive styles and uh, pretty good defenses in, in that aspect. So we'll see who comes out there. Zach will be at that game there. Yep. So. yep. so that's kind of the big marquee matchups there uh, in that aspect. And, and I should say – Spirit Lake got a really big win over Esterville Lincoln Central mm-hmm. this past week. That game went double overtime, and Spirit Lake held on. They, you know, they they had certain things happen. They had a field goal miss and or uh, extra point miss. There's a lot of stuff that happened, but Spirit Lake stayed with it. 
they've had a really tough schedule so far this season. They've played West Sioux. They've played um, OABCIG. They've played Esterville Lincoln Central. Um, so they, they've had a really tough schedule so far, and they're two and two right now. And, and they, they, they could be at a really big upswing right here. They've got a good quarterback in Brent Scott. Uh, and Riley Reynolds has played well at running back for him. And he's dangerous out of the backfield catching the ball, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put the Indians in my poll this week. I think they've played well enough to warrant that. They're, they aren't 2-2, two two, but like you said, tough schedule. And uh, we'll see if the Indians can end the season with a positive record in these final three weeks. If you want to follow me on Twitter uh, to get updates from Alan and Pender on Friday night, follow me at Zachary W. James. I'll try and... Uh, provide as many scoring updates as I can, depending on cell coverage in Pender, Nebraska. You're listening to the SCJ Preps podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com. My name is Zach James. He's Justin Russ, and now we're going to kind of segue over to the volleyball side of things. And Justin covered uh, Tuesday night match, Tuesday night match between Heelan and North. Heelan won the first set, but North won those final three sets at home to take down the Crusaders. And Justin, like you said in your story, and I think th- I think this was very apropos of you to mention this, North is having a very good turnaround season this year. Healing is too, for that matter. But North was the one that came out on top. And uh, the, both, of their, both of the seasons for the Stars and the Crusaders are going better than what they were last year. Yeah, they're both three and one of them racked. That's both more wins in the rack than both of them had last year. Um North needs one more win to get to the 14 win mark, which they had last year. They've got their 13 and nine, uh, and Helen is seven and eight, but they only had nine wins last year. So it, it's been an improvement. I talked to I talked to Monica Chamberlain, the North coach, and Lauren Brobes tonight, the Helen coach. Talked to them both about what's different this season, and you know, part of it was getting used to coaching styles too. Lauren said we're used to them; they're used to us. They know what we what to expect now. So a lot of it wasn't so much on the court for Helan is getting used to coaching styles and what to expect in the mental aspect of the game. So, so you're seeing them come around. They're starting to develop. They've got some pieces there. Avery and Grace Nelson are two good middle hitters. If they can get it to them consistently, that's good. You can see something out of Lauren LaFleur. She's got the height. She's only a sophomore. So now it's refining her game. So their, their problem was back row passes. They need to get better on serve receive. And you know, that comes with repetition. You know, their libero transferred to Dakota Valley two years ago, and that, that, that really throws things off. But it's repetition. It's getting them those club games and, and, and such for, for being a libero and reading it. They were not reading the ball very well tonight. They were not moving to the ball as well as they should uh, as well on some of them. So, so that's the key there is getting their back row. I think they got the offensive weapons there too. So um, I think I think Brooks is doing a really good job there um, to take over who she's had to take over with. Um, she, she's doing a she's doing a very good job there, uh, you know. She the talent was there as it's been, but she's building it up. It's a former Hawkeye player right there too, a former Healan player. I think she's a good fit with that program. Yeah, I, I do too. I think he, all of Healan's coaches are starting to be good fits right now, especially with their most recent hire with Jay Wright uh, coming in this past week in the girls basketball program. What else is catching you, right volleyball wise? Well, uh, more on North. You know, they're 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 used to Monica Chamberlain who's in her second year and you know she she as she said the skill is there and she's absolutely right the skill is there they've got two really good they've got two good middles and in, in, uh, Maddie Craighead and uh, Courtney Johnson those, those two at the net very hard to stop when they need to go to kill they go to those two that's if they get a good first pass too mm-hmm. but they, they really try and feed them when they need that go-to kill and Craighead's a good server too she's she's been a pretty good server and 
Johnson is good as well, serving wise. Olivia O'Brien, she's a good setter out there. So their key is their outside hitters. Uh, Aradon, Abella Aradondo had 12 kills tonight. They haven't been getting consistent kills or attack, good attacks from their outsides. So for her to have 12 kills tonight, Isabel Hesse had a couple nice ones too. So they need some consistency out of their outside hitters. It just can't all be the middles. You, you need a little more consistency on the outside hitters. As Monica Chamberlain said, it's been teeter-totting with them all season. So you're you're hoping this starts a good progression uh, for Arredondo here um, and such. And they're when they're on serving, they're on serving. They're a good serving team. They had a few too many service errors in that first set. After that, they they cleaned it up a lot. So I think you know if they clean up the serving in the first set, I think they win that first set. So when when their serving was on, Helen didn't have it, it got Helen out of system uh, very well. So, um, so yeah, but Monica Chamberlain said the skill is there. You can see the skill is there. It's the knowledge of the game. And that's what she's trying to get that to. She's trying to give them the knowledge and the tools they need so they can actually know the game of volleyball better. Know the pass, know, know the first pass, how crucial that is. Know where to go when you read the blocks. That's crucial there, not just for this year, but for the future. With Mon- and you can see it's building because they're better this year than last year right. with the same team. So obviously something is getting across there. So I think Monica's doing a good job there too. And it's nice to see that, that the Stars have a winning record in, in, yeah. in volleyball right now. And, and once North is good, I think that's good for the Metro. When North is good in anything, uh, that's certainly good for the Metro. As, as we shift, as we spread out to the Siouxland, what catches you right in the past week of uh, volleyball-wise? Galen Galen Catholic had a good uh, had a good week at the CYO tournament. Lost, I think they went three and two, which was good for them considering a couple of the opponents. So, so it was a good good week for. Uh, I'm sorry, three and one. So it was a good good showing for Galen Catholic there. I think they're they're getting over. You're starting to see their team come together as well. Uh, they had they've had players miss all season due to quarantining. So, you know, for them to have a full team, it'll be very interesting to see what they can do. Yes, they're working on some players, but once they gel, this is a team that has some talent. Uh, Sitzman is pretty good. Uh, Lauren Haynes good. Whitehead in, in the middle. She's good out at the net blocking-wise, and she can really put down some kills. So uh, Rachel Langle is good as well. They have some offense. They have some offense. They can get a full team. When I saw them, Tiffany uh, Warden, Warder, Wardenhoff was the libero. She's not the regular libero. Alyssa Kolbeck is, and she is back, I believe, um, from what I'm seeing from the stats, she played this past weekend. So to have her back, to have your back real back, you know that's that good first pass I always talk about. You know, it's just it's just like the NFL. You need that a good first pass, good running game. That's the same here. You need that good first pass in the back row to get your offense set up. So that that, that should be key there. Um, not much happened uh, over the weekend. There weren't too many big tournaments, so it was tough tough to gauge some things. Um, Boyden Hall and Sioux Center. To my shock, both were still ranked. Um, uh, I think that I still think they're overranked right now. But Boyden Hall did beat Sioux Center tonight in five sets. That's a good one for Boyden Hall because that's a team they lost to at the MLC Floyd Valley tournament. I don't have any stats for that tournament, but um, that, that is that is a good bounce back for them. Um, in that aspect, they did beat they did beat East at Cherokee this past weekend too. So so nice ones for East or for Boyden Hall. East lost to Cherokee. They lost to Boyden Hall this week, and I just I can't put a finger on East. I just can't. They're six and four right now. I feel they should be better, 
Losses to Sheldon and Boynton Hollows are two good teams, but yes, they are. When you're ranked 15th and 5A, from what I saw out of Boyden Hall, they should have beat Boyden Hall. They should beat Sheldon. I'm sorry, they, they just should. I know, I know they play in a very tough conference, Boyden Hall and Sheldon, but at some point, I, there needs to be consistency. And this is the same thing I said last year consistency. Yes, they beat Council Bluffs, they Lincoln, but it's looking like Council Bluffs, they Lincoln is struggling this year. So where, where's that? Where's that big win they've got? They've lost to MLC Floyd Valley. They lost to Helan. They beat Denison, who's down this year. They lost to set to Sioux, South Sioux. They went two and one against North. So they're that, that's that's their biggest win right now is against North. That's their biggest win because I think North might be better than Council Bluffs A Lincoln, unless I'm missing something with Council Bluffs A Lincoln. But they have been struggling this year. Uh, Council Bluffs A Lincoln is a solid four and eight right now. So, so yeah. So I just need to see more consistency on East. Yeah, I, I'm probably a broken record with that, but it's it's true. Where does that consistency need to come from? Front row, back row, middle? It has to be the back row. They've got so many good hitters. It has to be the back row. It has to be passing because they they've got so many good hitters that it, it has to start with the passing, that first pass. That's what it was last year. I'm I'm just I'm just surprised it's still a problem right now. Moving on now to the cross-country side of things. And uh, there was a big meet on Tuesday night as Jason Bowers of North, ranked number one in the state in Class 4A individually, won the Sheldon invite. Uh, And, in fact, North almost had a perfect meet on Tuesday night. Uh, Brennan Kane of Sheldon was the one who, who broke up the perfect meet as he finished fourth. But North had the numbers one, two, three, five, and six runners on Tuesday night. That just shows you the the, the potential that the stars have. Uh, yeah, that's really good. It's it's unbelievable. And for them to finish second at the Heartland Classic over the weekend in Pella too, losing only to Dowling Catholic, ranked I think second this week uh, in the polls. It's gonna come. It's gonna be a fun, fun class four race at state. It's gonna come down come down to North. It's gonna come down to Dowling. Uh, Dubuque Hempstead, I think, will be in that conversation. I, I, I don't think you can count out Cedar Falls either. So there are four teams in Class 4A who are going to be ultra-competitive at the state meet. And, and the big key for North is Yamani Kifley. Yamani ran well on Tuesday night uh, for the Stars. I believe he got seventh, I believe, in Tuesday night. So I said I don't have the results in front of me. But... Um, for if Yamani can keep up with guys like Will Lord, Gabe Nash, Colin Greenwell, if, the, if he can keep up with those guys, North is going to be a tough team to beat at districts and state. And if North can keep up at the front of the pack in the top fifteen, top twenty, that's going to be uh, that's going to be tough to beat for the Maroons and, and Mustangs and and uh, Tigers to beat. So. Uh, North is very, very competitive, and they are a very real, legit contender for the Class 4A title. Now, is Jason Bowers a legit contender for the Class 4A title? Yeah, I think he is. Now, at the beginning of the season, would I have said that? Maybe not. He finished third in the team standings um, at North to begin the season. But like he said in my Metro Athlete of the Week story, he just wasn't focused at the beginning of the season. He was just letting things come to him, and that works for some runners. It worked for me, but it it doesn't work for a runner like Jason. He has to work hard. He has to be focused. He has to go 1,000% the entire time. That's just how he's built, 
and for someone of that caliber to have that mindset, to have that focus, that's going to be really exciting to see him, uh, what he's able to do with conference, district, state, track in the spring, and hopefully next season if, if uh, he gets an, uh, an opportunity to run somewhere at, at either the JUCO or D2 level, maybe even D1 level, if he has a really good performance at state or at um, Nike Heartland up in Sioux Falls in November. But um, it, the sky's the limit for North. And I, like you said earlier about North, it's really exciting for North to be good in volleyball. It's really exciting for North to not only be good in the area for cross country, but in the entire state as well. Yeah, it is. I, they, they have that legit shot of winning, winning, Winning it, uh, it's you know you're going against Dowling, aka the the, the recruiting of the Midwest. I mean, <laughs> you're going against Dowling Catholic uh, and such, so you're going against the city of Des Moines. Um, so that'll be interesting there. Whereas Sioux City is Sioux City North is done with their talent that goes to North. So mm-hmm. so I'm really interested to see how that goes uh, uh, for, for them um, in in that that aspect. Uh, it, yeah. It's a well-rounded team. You, you like it is. Will Lars come around a long ways? Gabe Nash has come a long ways too. And gee, shocker there that he came a long way with <laughs> Dave Dave Nash. Um, <laughs> shout out to Morningside Cross Country there, but yeah, so it, it's nice to see a, a cross country team succeeding as as well as North is right now, yeah. and really challenging themselves by going to big meets. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing too. And credit to uh, North AD Chris Cook for letting North go to those meets. They were supposed to go to the GREAC this weekend, but obviously because of the pandemic, they can't uh, for obvious reasons there. But they like to go to the big meets. They like to go to Pella. They like to go to Waverly. They like to go to Sheldon tonight, although I wouldn't put Sheldon necessarily up with Pella and Waverly, but still, they like to go to those big, meet, big meets. They like to go to Ames. So they aren't afraid to just stay home and compete against conference schools. They're willing to go face Hempstead. They're willing to go face Cedar Falls. They faced Dowling once or twice already. They know what they've seen Dowling. They don't need film. You don't. You can't really have film in cross country. It's kind of hard. But they have a scouting report, and that's important too to know what your opponent is going to bring to the table when you see them again Halloween morning in in Fort Dodge. So I think North is setting itself setting itself up very well. For a state championship, yeah, I th- it, it's going to be very interesting to see if they, if they can pull it off and and and, and good to them. I, I think they're very well coached too. They are too. Yes, yes. I think Marrero is doing a fantastic job with that North program, both the boys and the girls. I think the girls program is on the rise too. Like I mentioned, the one kid that broke up the perfect meet on uh, Tuesday night was Sheldon Senior Brendan Kane. Now, spoiler alert: if you listen to this. Before Wednesday night, spoiler alert, Brendan Kane's going to be the Siouxland athlete of the week. Um, and I learned on Tuesday night by uh, talking to Sheldon's coach, this is Brendan's first year running cross country. Now, granted, he is a track runner. I think his coach, I remember his coach telling me he ran a 432 split in the mile last year. I, I, I If I have that right, I think I did. If I don't, I apologize. But for Brendan... I, in my opinion, track and cross country is different. I'm going to talk a little bit about this in my story too. Like, track and cross country paces are a little different. They they have the same concept. I understand that, but I think track and cross country is a little bit different in terms of strategy, in terms of pace, 
in terms of how you prepare. So for Brendan to come out and do what he's doing right now, to break up a perfect meet, to to excel, to be to be better race by race, I think that's extremely impressive for a kid who hasn't run cross country. He went out for football and from his freshman, sophomore, and junior years. And for him to make that transition really quickly and to be an immediate impact in Northwest Iowa, I think that's really impressive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, first year. I mean, come on. Uh, that That's insane what he's doing right there to break that up. Um, uh, kudos to him on that one. I mean, cross country is a very difficult sport. It is. You, know? yeah, you see some wrestlers do it. Mallory McCall is a very good cross country. is a good cross country runner, too, from West Monona. You know, we see a lot of basketball and softball. Yep. Nick Walters is a wrestler that does it. Um, Isaac Bryan is another wrestler that does it for SBL. Mm. But they've all been doing that. And to have this kid go out one for his first year as a senior and then to put up these numbers and to do what he did today against North, that's very impressive for it him. It is. And, and, it's and, incredibly and, impressive. Uh, uh, that'd be awesome finish top, if he finished top 10 at State. Oh, yeah. He's ranked third in, I think, two-way, by the way, too. So he is, he is doing very well for himself this season, and I think he is a top 10 runner coming up in Fort Dodge on Halloween afternoon, if that turns out to be the case. Uh, on the girls' side, it starts and ends with Kaya Downs. Um, granted, has she seen good competition yet? I don't know. That's not insulted insult to Elizabeth Jordan. She's had a hell of a season so far. Uh, Helen's Grace Mahaney has had a heck of a season so far. So it's not that there's not good competition here. It's just that Kai is dominating everything. It's nice to be seeing her do it against this. I need to see her do it against better competition because while she may be the best in the area, is she as good as Amber Asoff was? Well, yeah, because Kaya beat Amber pretty much in every regular season meet last year. Now, granted, except Amber, State. Amber made except State. Now, granted, I was just about to say. And we made an, an adjustment at yeah. conference last year, and it paid off for her big time. And she and she was sick, and she was sick for part of the year last year too. So you got to take at state. Amber beat Kaya. Now is Kaya as good as what Amber was last year at state? I don't know. Well, Amber Amber was in three A. Kaya was in four A. So they didn't run head to head. I don't remember their times off the top of my head, but I think they both finished in about the same place. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I I don't remember their times off the top of my head at state, but I I do agree with you. I I think Camber had a couple of vices against her uh, last season, but last year you could start to see the wheel start to turn for Kaya. Yes, you could. But I, 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 you're right. The wheel started to turn. I think. You know, she she really got it. She's only a junior, correct? Yes, she so, is a junior. So yes. she, she's only a junior. Um, she wants she a D1 she, look, too. She wants a D1 opportunity. So, yeah, she is a junior. She is ranked seventh right now. I think it's pretty tightly packed around that, that top ten right now. But, you know, I, she I, it's like north. I, I like that they're going against better competition. East hasn't really gone against the same competition in that aspect. Um, the toughest people that Kai has run against – is the girl from North? She's run against Mahoney. Um, she ran against. She's she's run against some good areas, some pretty good area runners. You know, her toughest competition may have been you know WPKC. So now they need to find some some pretty good three A competition to face here. I, I think that's the key. If we can say Kai is the best runner, she's gonna have to face some of the best run, runners right now in that aspect. I, I do think she's really good. Don't get me wrong there, but. Um, it, 
and it's been tough to go in some of these meets because some of them are getting canceled. Some of these really, they've had some really good meets scheduled and they've been canceled. So don't get me wrong there. They, they, they have, they have gone, they have tried to go to some pretty good meets. They've just, they've just been postponed. So, so so there's that. So, you know, maybe regions, maybe, maybe after that, but you know, and, and she, she really could, she could go out there and have a great showing um, at state and win state. Who knows? I'm not ready to anoint her yet. I need to see a little bit more. I'm a little more hesitant on that than I than I was with North right there. So, all right. Well, we'll stop it right there. I think 40 minutes is good enough for this week. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to holler at us, email. I, I, I will. Go ahead. Go I will ahead. say right now, looking at their schedule, they do to go to the Fort Dodge Invitational on October 8th. Okay, that's a really good that's one a, to be that's at. The I, state I believe. Course, Anch- too. Yeah, I believe Ankeny's there. I believe Carlisle's there. Uh, Fort Dodge is there, of course. And I believe they've got uh, – no, they don't. I'm thinking wrong there. So in terms of what they have. But, you know, Ankeny's there. Southeast Polk is there. Um, West Des Moines Valley is there. So those are some really top-notch runners right there that are going to that meet. So that's going to be the one. Dowling's there. That's going to be – I don't think Dowling's as strong on the girls' side, though, are they? So – so there's where you have some really good runners coming that you can really that's that's the big litmus litmus test for her, I believe. Yeah. I think that's that's a very big litmus test for 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 that if that if hopefully it happens on October eighth. So that one's gonna be a big one for her. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll look forward to that here in a couple of weeks. For more if you wanted to hang if you wanna get a hold of us, email us at SCJ Sports City dot com. Find us on Twitter. I'm at Zachary W. James. He is at Justin Rutz. And find us on Facebook as well. Don't forget to watch our Facebook Live at 4 p.m. Friday on our Facebook page as we give a little uh, truncated breakdown of Friday's upcoming games on the high school football scene. For sports editor Justin Rutz, I'm assistant sports editor Zach James. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.